0: I don't know I feel a little different in the way that I approached it because it was it wasn't like a check the box but for me it was like uh, it was just a part of life it was a thing that you do so it was going to be a natural thing that was going to show up and I I went with the flow and the flow wasn't very good but uh, (laughs) so that basically I've spent my whole life trying to figure out what this is all about.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Relationships Done Different podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Paula Peralta and I'm joined by, I can see you on my screen. (laughs) So my name is Paula Peralta and I'm joined by Melanie Mead, Justine McKell, and Christopher Hughes. So we had the idea of developing the relationships done different podcasts based on the book relationship are you sure you want one which was written by Simone Millicis and Brendan Watt and as we put the crew together to create this we really looked at um, diversity in lifestyle and in just the way that we look at things and I'm really really excited to be a part of this conversation with the four of you So let's jump right in and talk about relationships done different. Um, And I'm going to kind of just like, we'll pitch it back and forth and um, see how, see how we go. Uh, Chris, can you talk a little bit about when you, when you hear relationships done different, like, what does that mean to you?
2: That means that you, there is no unicorn out there of the perfect way, the right way, the ideal way. And you can actually create it as it works for you
1: that's yes i'm in sign me up <laughs> and mel before relationships done different what was your relationship history
0: Varied. um because we were talking about this last week anyway so thank you for getting the wheels turning in my head before today because i actually spent the week looking at it um I don't know. I feel a little different in the way that I approached it because it was it wasn't like a check the box. But for me, it was like uh, it was just a part of life. It was a thing that you do. So it was going to be a natural thing that was going to show up. And I I went with the flow and the flow wasn't very good. But uh, (laughs) so that basically I've spent my whole life trying to figure out what this is all about.
1: I love it. And Justine, what was like, what's your current relationship status (laughs)
3: <laughs> married to, two kids
1: <laughs> but Amazing.
3: previously I was desperately single I, I wanted to be in a relationship my whole life and thought there was the perfect relationship and wanted to be married and have kids and the white pick and fence and now I've got it it's interesting
1: <laughs> I, lo- I love that we're on video and audio and your face when you said now I've got it <laughs>
3: <laughs> no it's it is wonderful. it's just not kind of what you expect, and there's its challenges which I'm sure we'll explore along the way, and some great moments too,
1: yeah, I think that's the thing about relationships and <clears throat> in general is that they never show up the way you think you're they're going to, much like life, and also. I love what you said, Chris, about relationships and different. Cause it's like creating something that works for you. Like what if your relationship didn't have to look like anyone else's? So yes, Justine, you have the, you know, you've got the, the husband and, and the babies and maybe the white picket fence. I don't know. And still that relationship on the outside might look different, but internally it can look drastically different than what people mm. might project that that looks like. So I love it. Um, Chris, what is one of your, you're married, I know, um, mm-hmm. and before you were in, before you were married, what was your relationship life like? What was that? What was your relationship culture?
2: Culture. That's an interesting description of it, I suppose, because I guess it was a culture. What I said, when I was thinking about this question before, I described it as the fabled promiscuous gay lifestyle, you know, the the what culture tells us is that if you're a young gay man about town, you get to sleep with everyone that moves and not even get their name most of the time. And I I gave it, I gave it my all. I really put my back into that one, no pun <laughs> intended. And uh, I, I had a great time. Um, but I guess similar to, to um, what Justine was saying, I was looking for a relationship as a way to, I didn't realize it at the time, but to be done. You know, some it, it's and, and Melanie even said it too. it as a box, you tick where you get this thing called a relationship and, and better yet a marriage. And that means, okay, you're finished there. Not like about a year ago, I moved into a new house with my husband. And Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness said to me, well, I guess you're done. You've got your forever home and your forever husband and your forever job and your forever car. I guess you're done. And when he said the words forever, which again, that's there in the marriage vows forever, till death do us part, it felt like a jail sentence. Mm-hmm. And I realized, oh, that's what most people do. They look for a relationship to be done.
1: Yeah, I think yes, yes, one hundred percent. It's interesting. So I, um, I was married and was married for two years, got divorced, and then went through the like what I kind of jokingly refer to as my hoe phase, um, where like I did all I I did all the exploration after I had one failed marriage, (laughs) and. Whereas a lot of people do it the opposite way where they go out and they play and they explore and then they settle down. Right. So it's been really interesting, especially after being introduced to the tools of access consciousness, because I had actually already been married for a little bit after, uh, once I was introduced and seeing the possibilities available with relationships done different and that you can continue to create something different, even after you tick the box, right? So even after you get married, you can still ask questions, even if you're not getting married, but you're choosing a relationship, whatever that looks like, you can still ask questions and uh, grow and learn and have fun and have it look so different than anything else that's ever existed. So I am so grateful for this conversation and so excited for this podcast. Um, So Justine, what's like, what's one relationship tool that you, use in your relationship or one that's kind of a go-to for you if you're talking to people about relationship and different tools? I think one that I probably need to go to a lot more
3: is gratitude because it's just you forget it you become on this uh, like this train that you go 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 drop the kids at school um, go do your work come home bath beds fall asleep in bed with them like it's just Uh, it becomes a bit routine and you forget sometimes to stop and be grateful. Like my husband cooks dinner every night. Like that's amazing. I don't ever go step into that kitchen for a number of reasons, but he's like, no, 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 you could conquer the world, but you cannot come into the kitchen. (laughs) You know, I'll do the laundry and fold and stuff like that, so I'm not totally useless. But, (laughs) like, I think gratitude is the most powerful and overlooked tool that... I need to go back to regularly because you can change anything with gratitude. And that's one of the elements, five elements of intimacy that we're going to explore a lot more in this podcast too.
1: Yeah. Also, I once heard something that said in this, in the face of gratitude, judgment cannot exist. And one of the biggest killers in relationships is judgment. It's insidious. So you start, you know, you don't fold the towels the right way, or you don't wash the dishes or take out the trash when you're supposed to, or you're not having enough sex, or you're having too much sex or whatever that is, right? Like there's just all these judgments that start to come away and really erode the possibilities that are available in relationship. So I love that. I love that thing about tools. Mel, what about you? Like, what's the, what's the best relationship advice you were never given? (laughs)
0: Oh dear. Um, I think actually you touched on it uh, earlier. It was that idea of creationship. It was um, it's that thing of where even Christopher was saying, you know, it comes to an end. I've done it. You know what next rather than to keep creating together. Mm -hmm. And um, as I said, at the start, I spent, I still do (laughs) spend a lot of time trying to figure out what's going on. And through that it was actually just this constant exploration. So you know, um, a lot of people when I meet them and, you know, if they act like just general, you meet friends or whatever, or, you know, somebody you meet for the first time, they you know, are you married or do you have kids? And they assume all these things about you. And um, I actually get a great kick out of it because I have a son who's 20 years old and people never expect that to come out my mouth. And I say it to them, so they're they're looking at they've got life right. They've got married or they're in the perfect relationship and they have kids and in comes this. This woman, they do not expect to have a child that's so old and just says, oh, yeah, I I have that. And they're not sure how to sometimes how to take it. It's usually like, oh, that's the last thing I would expected from you. And it put me into a lot of question because, you know, I wasn't getting relationship right or life right or the order of it or any of the sorts. So I just had to flip how I looked at it and. Whether you're single or in a relationship, I suppose that element of creationship rather than relationship, I think is far more fun and generative than trying to look to get the relationship to move on to whatever. I, I'm not sure if somebody could tell me what the next phase after you've completed the, you know, the box of relationship, like what's next, but um, that's the way I look at it. So it's not necessarily a tool, but it was using like that book relationship are you sure you want one that we talked about at the start and the tools through relationship done different of actually really just looking at it from a different place Mm. Mm.
3: that's so cool
1: yeah I I think it's interesting when you start to look at um the idea of creationship I mean so often when we go into relationships it's like there are, we, you know, we talk about gender roles or the like phases of your relationship, right? Like a honeymoon. And then you go into the like, all right, now we're like really creating our lives together, but it doesn't have that, that energy of creation. It has this energy of like, we got to buckle down. We're good. We got work to do. Right. It becomes this, like this drudgery. Um, And one of the things that I always love, Chris, when I talk to you about relationship is the fun and the play that you and your husband have together. What's the, is there a secret? Like, how do you, how do you maintain that fun and that play in a relationship? Or what would you say to someone that's looking to create more of that in their relationships?
2: Mm. Well, I, I guess mm, I can sort of relate to a lot of what Melanie and Justine have both said about sort of overall advice and the ways to approach it. And I think the, the most important thing for me in a relationship with that is The dirty dishes are never actually the issue. Mm. They're a symptom of something else that's going on. So to keep that fun and that play going, you need to actually be willing to totally be um, honest with each other. But I don't mean honest as in uh, sometimes people want to have these honest conversations, quote unquote, where they tell each other what's horrible about them. And they have these sort of confrontations. And I don't know that that's actually all that constructive. But if you're willing to be really vulnerable together and say what's going on for you and how what's up for you, what's going on in your world, and share that kind of information, you can keep things fresh and keep them vibrant and keep to the core of why you actually like this person to begin with. I mean, I remember quite distinctly when I was looking for a relationship, because there was like a really definitive time for me where I was like, okay, right, I'm kind of done playing. Let's, let's find someone who I can create something greater with. And I looked around at all of the people that I know that were in relationships that I admired. And I went, okay, I'd like a bit of this, and I'd like a bit of that, and I'd like a bit of this relationship that I see as well. So to keep the, the, that level of sort of fun and play and excitement, keep, keep looking at what is the overall contribution of this person to your life? Not, do they make as much money than me? Not, do they, do they push their chair in when they leave the table? You know, all those niggly things that you tend to nag about that tend to kill the joy. And the fun in the everyday,
3: yeah. And I love that makes sense. It's so, Chris. It just so spoke to me. But even just let the dirty dishes be the dirty dishes, because I know I I will never go to sleep without cleaning up the dishes. So, but sometimes it, if I just stopped and actually sat with my husband on the couch and enjoyed his company rather than
2: the cycle, right? And and mix a drink (laughs) and sit together and go and go. You know, like my what I. My favorite thing to do with with my husband is I call it watching channel one. And channel one is the view from our balcony. Mm. And, you know, because so many relationships these days, you get into this rut of everyone sitting together, but you're all doing this. Mm -hmm. And no one's actually engaged with each other. Sorry for everyone out there listening. You can't see that I've picked up my phone to just mindlessly scroll through it. But taking a moment to actually be together.
3: Yeah. Brilliant.
1: It really is. You are.
3: <laughs> As Chris is chasing his tea, I've got my Negroni cocktail.
2: Ooh, love that. Lovely.
1: You. That is wonderful. Um, cool. Okay. So when you, Justine, so you're like a professional, you have a amazing public relations business and you've got children and a husband now we just spoke about how do you manage all of those relationships like the relationship with your business with your clients with your husband with your children like what's your one piece of advice as you go into the creation of your life or or just one tip (laughs) I would say I I definitely don't have it right
3: um I definitely have mum's guilt when I enjoy working, probably more than, you know, playing with my kids. Um, I definitely have a lot of guilt around, you know, I'm not being present with them. I'm trying to answer emails whilst I'm with them and multitask. But I think the one thing is just not making yourself wrong Mm -hmm. because the kids can pick up on that energy. Um, So... Yeah, there's a lot of balls juggling all the time. But what I'm trying to do now is like have that time off the phone or if I'm taking the kids to the park to really enjoy the energy of them playing and watching their sweet bodies run and sliding down the slippery slide. And um, I just noticed that that kind of fills me up with a different kind of joy. And by stepping away from the emails, the computers, the booking interviews and things like that, it actually fills me up in a different way. So, you know, I was listening to uh, Emily Russell's energy shopping and, and she was talking a lot about like that energy of the the children or hugging um, your, your kids. So I really am more present with that as well. So I think it's like, whatever you're doing, just really enjoy it and being in the moment, like exactly what Chris was saying. If you're gonna sit next to your husband, I mean, we're all guilty of scrolling on the phone, like up and down. Hopefully, not left and right on another dating app, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's yeah. I think it's just stopping and actually enjoying rather than the dishes or my to do list or whatever I got tomorrow. And I'm guilty of it, but I'm learning every day. Yeah.
1: Well, I think you bring up a really good point that no matter what you're, whether you're in relationship, not in relationship, desiring it, not desiring it, like none of it's wrong. You're not wrong for desiring it. Um, You're not wrong for not choosing it. Anything that you've chosen up to this point, whether it was maybe not your best choice, um, been there, done that. <laughs> can totally relate. Right. Or, uh, you're not wrong. So it's just, it's that thing of, um, I love what you said, Chris, about like, just taking the pieces of like, I actually like that, or I would like a, you know, a relationship or a business or my relationship with my body or my friends, whatever that is, like actually getting clear on what it is you'd like to create. And then, and then wait, like moving forward and allowing that energy to show up and those, those people to show up and those, those, you know, just all of that, allowing it to show up for you. One of the biggest things that changed my reality in relationships was actually sitting down and I wrote down, um, relationships, sex, business, my body, Um, And I think that was the only one. Those are the ones that I wrote down. And I just started to write down like all of the things that I actually desired in those areas of my life. So like, what did it look like? What did it feel like? What sort of people was I engaging with? Like, was I traveling? And it changed so much because I could actually see when things showed up or people showed up that like didn't quite match the energy of what I was asking for, not from judgment, but from just like no, I'm gonna like pass on that little escapade because maybe it's not gonna contribute to the greater future that I want. Like getting that clarity that you guys both talked about is so cool and it creates a lot to just get really clear about what it is that you actually are looking to create. I love that. Mel, do you have anything to add on that?
0: Yes, I do. I love what you said. There seems to be like a theme going, and I always feel like the part paper that comes in on the end. And it it starts with you. Um you know, because a lot of the time we look outward for something and we want this and we want that. And when we don't get it, we might get stroppy or, you know, get fussy or anything. But anywhere you're not willing to be anything for you, you can't really kind of invite into your life. So it, um, for me, it's, it's very much that adventure of um, what I would like to create as my life and having our relationship as an addition to it. Something, you know, that doesn't complete it, but definitely complements what I'm looking to create.
1: I love that Mm. cool well thank you all for taking some time to chat and i am so looking forward to see what where these conversations go um so thank you so much chris and justine and mel for being here and what else is possible now we'll see you guys next time (laughs)